on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. And really, you can only control what you can control. So how much, where the money's going is we have direct control over that. How much you're paying a bank or a company to hold that money for you is another thing we can control. So working on those things is very important. And and then and then automating things. So what you got? In the Rack Podcast, where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I am your host, Chad, and with me is my co-host and fellow physical therapist, Nick. Nick and I have another great episode for you all today. I mean, I think every episode is pretty awesome, but this one's pretty sweet because uh, joining us in the rack today is not only our friend, client, but he's also Nick and I's financial advisor. (laughs) So, right. (laughs) Steve's been with us for the last year and a half, and... um, just so happens that, you know, throughout the years or the year and a half that we've known him, um, we've developed a, not only a great relationship with him, but a good friendship. And um, he's been helping us with our money, but we've also been helping him with, you know, his health. And he's got a pretty good journey that he's going to explain to us today. So, um, yes, Steve's our financial advisor. He is out of Newburyport, Mass. And uh, his practice is called Blanchett Financial. And uh, he is not only wicked smart, but uh, he's he's super honest. And uh we trust him with our, you know, finances just as much as he trusts us with his health. So, um, although he told me yesterday that I can't retire until like 2087. So, 20, uh, how old will you I'm be in 2087? Oh, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you still going to be working here? I have You're no probably going to own this place by then. Yeah, it'll be mine by then. Yeah, Steve and I were talking about that. <laughs> So we are excited to talk to Steve, not only about finance, but uh, we want to hear about his fitness journey over the last year and a half with us um, and uh, make sure to listen closely because we're definitely going to make this connection between finance and health. So um, anything to add to that intro? Yeah, exactly that. I think the main reason we're doing some people might be like, well, how do they have a financial guy on on their podcast? They always talk about vitamin D and movement and lifting things. But we are really, we wanted to have Steve on, not just to share his journey with us. And, and because like Chad mentioned, we have, you know, a, a symbiotic relationship, so to speak. But this podcast is super important because now more than ever, your financial literacy, so your awareness of your financial situation is so crucial and pivotal to your health because unfortunately, certain aspects of health are more expensive than ever, right? Like it's more, for example, quick example more expensive to buy grass-fed beef than grain-fed beef, yep, right? So there's certain aspects to health. And I would argue that, you know, f- finances and, and, and money is convoluted into all, you know, all the aspects of health. Even take, for example, something like, you know, sleep, like your financial situation can directly impact your sleep. So we have this very, very intimate relationship between finances, money, and your health journey. So it's super, super important for you to understand and be aware of, you know, these, these aspects of your, your individual financial situation and your individual health journey. Yeah. And by the time that this podcast comes out, I think Christmas will be in like what, two days? No. Yes. So everyone will be broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we need Steve's advice <laughs> exactly. about how what we can best do? manage our how money. How do we get out of this? Yeah. 
I'm already. How can we not get into it? And if we're into it, how do we get out of it? Yeah, pretty, pretty solid. All right. Cool. Well, awesome, Steve. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Well, thank you guys very much for uh, for having me do this. You've always sort of preach get comfortable being uncomfortable, yes. and I'm certainly yes. uncomfortable right now. So this is <laughs> outside of my comfort zone for sure. And, um, uh, so a little bit about me. I found you guys right around COVID time when um, everything shut down, and I was stressed like everybody else managing a financial firm and family and all that and i was trying to get myself back in shape um i was always a soccer player growing up and play still play competitively kind of for a middle-aged guy <laughs> but um so i started to i went from like zero to 60 i was dormant for a couple of months and then i said why don't i just go run six miles today and then <laughs> that was a big mistake so that's when my back problem started to come and i don't know if it was just the way social media works and with like that social dilemma yeah. that everyone's seeing but i was looking for a therapist and and, and uh, a physical therapist and then i saw like things started to pop up on social media i see this guy carrying a flaming tree on his back <laughs> doing see, squats <laughs> i'm like what is this place surprised so he came in after that i know right <laughs> well i had to find out what was going on over there. and um and i will say that so that's how that's what brought me to you guys and it's been just an awesome year and a half because i enjoy what I'm trying to do. It's always been like getting out of shape, trying to get back into shape, more work. But I've really looked forward to coming here and all of that's been great. So that's sort of what brought me here to you guys. And, and we've gotten to know each other over the last year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. So he's, he saw a physical therapist carrying something on fire and was like, ooh, I might be able to get a lawsuit out of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm I thought you were going some, with like, no, I'm going to carry something No, I might fire. be able to get some money out of this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, I... Uh, I don't know what to, what to say about that, but it was just interesting. <laughs> it was different. Yeah, and, and I had, you know, being in the community, a lot of friends say, oh, we went to this place, Proform, went to this yeah, place, cool. Proform, and great reputation. And and I came and met with Nick, and, you know, it was um, interesting because you guys wear shirts that would be tight on my 12-year-old kid. <laughs> so it was a little... <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit shots fired. I love it. <laughs> no, it's funny. <laughs> we pre we pre shrink the sleeves. That's right. So, That's yeah. right. It's a normal size like size shirt. The sleeves are small. <laughs> but just like you know, you know, Nick, you 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 look. You told me. I told you what was going wrong with my back and this and that. And we were up in the like the training part upstairs, and you had me just walk. You had me just do little simple moves. You you figured out where I was, so you knew what you'd have to do to get me where I want to be. And that's what I try to do with people, everybody I, I work with. We got to know where they are first absolutely. off, so we yep. know how we can fix it. A thousand percent. Yeah, absolutely. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, what got you into finance? Um, you know, when you first started out in it. Yeah. Um, so I went to school, and at that time, almost the only thing I cared about was kicking a soccer ball. So, I chose. I chose business as a major, and then it was, uh, you'd have to take all these electives, and one of them was just the finance and, and markets class, and, and, and that, that professor was talking about the Wall Street Journal and was telling us about all the stock moves that he made that worked so well for him, and that's when it got a little bit interesting for me. So that's what I thought, this could be a good industry, I got interested in the, the financial services uh, arena. And then uh, after graduating school, I moved to uh, New York City. And I got a job working for a mutual fund company where I would try to sell my products to advisors like me, like I am today. Sure. And I saw a lot of bad people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you, you see the sort of the worst of the worst. And, totally. and some of the, one of the challenges of what I do is we have sort of a, a reputation to some degree. Some people think you're just trying to sell something. Or, yeah. But so I, I realized quickly I didn't want to do that, but that I could do it this way as a planning focus first. So, you know, you try to understand everything a client wants to do and you can 
you can you can customize something for them in that respect. Yeah, I, th- I think Nick and I are kind of in the same boat there. Like we've we've had experience where we're like, yep, I don't really like how that's being done. Yeah. You know, I think think that's not providing the patient or the client with the best service possible, right? And that's why we do what we do, and that's why you do what you do. And it's just, you know, we have to enjoy what we're doing, and we have to feel like that we're we're doing the right thing. You know, so I I get that totally, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, you know, I could tell you, hey, invest in this, but if it doesn't get you where you want to go yeah it maybe grew but does it help you with anything we don't know that we have to find out what you want that's right so that's how you have to plan first and then back into all those other decisions yeah absolutely absolutely so what i mean we we have a lot of limitations and a lot of frustrations that we talk about all the time on the podcast what's your biggest i would say frustration in your field or industry would you say um I think that's just with with social media and the internet. There's a lot of maybe bad advice mm. out there, and and you know get rich quick things, and 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 uh, you know Nick and I have talked about crypto and those yeah, things, yeah, yeah. which I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, Damn it, that's one of my questions. I can do it. So <laughs> I stopped that one. I just eight miles you before. Uh, yeah, you did. did. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so just being, and then everyone thinks that one answer is right for everybody. So it's really not the case in what I do. Everybody's very different. How much risk they're willing to take, what they have for resources, how much they can save. And so I think someone really needs to know that stuff and needs to have someone help them understand their own situation versus just taking advice off the web or something they saw on Instagram. Yeah. And and for somebody that probably has no experience, but they can use a social media platform to really entice people on what they're trying to sell. Like they're good sellers, but they're not like good at actually what they do. So I totally get that. We run into that all the time. Yeah. Well, you, you, Nick, you always talk about the long game. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, you know, and and it's really true. And and even with finances, it's, it's the fundamentals have to be in place first and you have to commit to doing those over time. There isn't like a flick a button and get it done tomorrow type of thing. Oh, for sure. And it's all kinds of stuff out there for health, you know, that, that people make you think it's a get healthy, lose weight quick thing, and it's just not going to work. Oh, I remember when we first met, and, uh, you know, you were giving me my plan and, and what I needed to do to be able to reach that goal. And, and um, you know, it's something that I have to do, right? That's like me saying, hey, go do these exercises and come back next time. If you're not doing your exercise, you're not going to get better. Well, that makes me a big hypocrite if I don't do <laughs> the things that he's telling me to exactly, do, but yeah, he expects, true. you know. So it's um, it, it gives you a lot of accountability too. And I like the accountability because I need somebody to, you know, run things off of or make sure that I'm like in the right direction, you know? So no, and I think I love how you said that there, it's a lifelong journey. Like I, we've said that multiple times before that health is, is a journey. There's no end point. There's no finish line. There's no event of health. Like you don't just achieve health. It's something you practice day in, day out. Same thing with finance. I mean, there might be slightly more of a finish line with finance in terms of retirement, but realistically you're, you're trying to, you know, work on it every day, just like you would your health. So it's, that's, and that's kind of the big connection that we're trying to make that consistency is the key for both these things right yeah and, and there's no like right straight shortcut yeah you know and everyone's I mean? like, different everyone's yeah. kind of got their their own unique individual situation going on they have to figure out what what you know what they need to be doing you can't just model someone else i mean you can take those those as ex- examples but you're not just going to say oh they did this i'm going to do exactly that yeah you know totally. and you have to track it you have to monitor your situation it's going to change over time families are going to change your situation changes and you know i I know, you know, if you if you do a budget exercise, you're going to find a lot of stuff in that you probably don't need to spend money on. Like totally. if I log what I'm eating, I know there's probably some calories wasted that I shouldn't be eating there. And you can, 
you can trim the, the, the junk out of there if yeah. you really take the time to look through it carefully. It's not a fun exercise, but it's yeah. useful information and it helps you clean it up. It's not fun because nobody wants to hear it, right? They just want to, yeah. they just want to do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants the, uh, the secret, right? Right. Like they want the trick. What's, oh, what's the trick? What's the, what's the secret behind this? But really there is none, right? Like, would you say there's a secret to, to your financial health? No, it, the secret is knowing where you are today. So you can know what you have to change. You know, um, you put me on that fancy scale, which I'm sure is still broken. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you show me like, you know, like there's a lot of different numbers and what are the important ones? And, and, and I have to look at it differently. You have to look at all this stuff a little bit differently and, and, um, and just be careful with where each penny's going because it adds up quick. If you make little changes today, it makes a big change down the road. For sure. Yeah, I think I think one of the questions because I mean I waited until I was like 37 to finally get a financial advisor, which is probably bad. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't even get one. You know, I mean, what in terms of your experience, where do you feel like most people should be starting? Like, where, when should they feel like it's a good time to contact somebody to help them with their with their plan? I don't think it's ever too early. It doesn't mean that you'll be doing everything that you're excited or want to get to do right sure. away, but you have to know where you are. So whether you're you're single or you just got married or you're starting to do a little bit better in your career or whatever this we got to know where you are so we know what has to change to get you where you want to be in the future so it might mean you you get some marching orders at that earlier stage that doesn't have you investing and doing all the things that you want to do just yet but you're going to put those fundamentals in place so you're comfortable so when you do start to invest you know that 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 money has time to do what it's supposed to do for you and and you're not going to be tapping into it too early for the wrong thing so everybody's different i wouldn't think that there's there might just be more complex things to do later towards retirement but earlier and uh uh earlier on you know there's still work to be done and still a plan that can be put in place for you to start to follow love it i think that's important for for any listeners to be aware of too so similar to health like it doesn't necessarily matter how much money you have or if you're in a ton of debt like steve is there to help you figure out where you are and then what's the next step same thing with health like just because you have been living a quote-unquote unhealthy lifestyle for the last couple years doesn't mean you can't then turn around and go you know start a gym membership get a coach all this kind of stuff like it's never too late to start you know, and, and any, anyone can start from where they're at. It's just your next step is going to be different than the next person's or someone else's. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I know. Um, how would you say your um, your athletic career in soccer, you've mentioned it a couple of times, shaped, you know, your career path now? I don't know. I think um, the type of player I was was more like defensive. Um, so I wasn't like a... I wasn't getting all the glory, scoring all the goals, but <laughs> I know I would be where the coach wanted me to be, and and I would I would defend. I would often try to take out the other team's best player and and cover those people. So, I guess I'm always a little bit more conservative when it comes to how I plan and do my own investment. So I want to have all the the holes filled, so there's no scary stuff later on. So I don't know if that could have possibly played into that how I am as a planner and in, in investments, but um, I think I had uh, you know just being discipline with practice and, and trying to be in shape back then, but it was just so different back then. Oops, sorry, I smacked the rack. <laughs> we, the rack we are in the rack. So. <laughs> okay. um, uh, you know, the way, you know, you train me here and the way, you know, training changed over the last few years is so different than how it was 20 years ago. It was like the first day of practice was go run eight miles. And then all of the players were hurt for a week after that. So 
<laughs> so I don't know. I think as a player, I was always sort of quiet, I think dependable, not flashy. And I think that sort of plays into how I am as a financial advisor today. And I, I would say that's a good thing. I mean, I, I think dependable is probably the best, the best like adjective for your financial advisor, I would say. Right? I no, mean, totally. You want, you want them to be dependable and trustworthy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like us. I mean, the ultimate goal is to get somebody to be able to do it themselves, but we're there to guide them. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and check-ins of course is, yeah. is helpful, you know, yeah. just to make sure you're on the right path, but you don't have to be seeing, you know, your clients like every single day, you know, I mean, I know Steve comes three times a week and crushes it, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so, yeah. but how do you balance that coming, yeah. coming to see us three times a week? You know, um, I think as, as I'm starting to, you know, I'm in my mid forties right now and I'm realizing that I can't do all the same things <laughs> that it, the same way anymore. And, and just wanting to maintain the best health I can to, to be with my family and active with my family as much as possible. I, I realize I have to make that time and, and versus letting work or anything else take over all of my time. So I've just realized, you know, after a short time with you that this felt good, this was good for me. This was, uh, really important for me to be healthy, to be happy. And, uh, I just blocked it off and, 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 you know, I, I fortunate enough, I was able to block that off early enough in advance that I sort of have my, my times and, and, uh, I need it. So it's really important to me and something I look forward to very much to come here. I think, I think that's important that you mentioned that, that you, you decided at a certain point that you made the time because we're in an interesting time. I mean, this has probably happened numerous times throughout history, but you know, where everyone has to work even harder they have to work you know excessive hours things like that just to make a little bit more money than last than the previous year and and things like that so now you're having to devote so much time to money to making money that that can directly take away from time towards health right so we have to find this balance so your health can actually degrade over time because you're focusing so much on the financial situation so it's this kind of ebb and flow of figuring out okay what's my balance how do i you know, still devote the appropriate time to my health, but also I got to make, you can't not make money. So, you know, finding that, that balance, but I feel like there's too many people out there nowadays that are pushing their health to the side because, oh, I'm young. I can do this. I'm, I'm, I'm otherwise healthy. And they just boom, hit the ground running, just trying to make as much money as possible. But in the, in the meantime, they don't realize their health is degrading. So it could become a problem. So are there any, you know, things you learned along the way when you kind of made that decision, you know, this, in this past year of saying, okay, I was getting kind of overwhelmed owning my own, uh, you know, my own, uh, firm, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then you said, you know what, I have to make this time. Whereas before you might've been like, ah, I don't need to do that today. Cause I have work to do. Um, I think everybody warns you when you, when you have kids, that, that time's going to go by so fast. And, and, you know, when you're, they're in diapers and you're going crazy, like you're like, yeah, I'm sure whatever you don't want to hear that doesn't make sense to you. And then all of a sudden you blink your eyes and like, they were all right. And so now as my boys are, are like, one's a sophomore, one's in seventh grade, and I'm no longer as cool to them as I used to be. <laughs> I realized that, um, that's very true. So, you know, time is going by so fast, you know, I feel like days are really, are really long, but months and years are quick. So, I don't want to waste any more time and, and not that I'm wasting time with work. I want to have the right balance. I know I need to feel good so I can be healthy and be there for my clients, for my family. And, and, and so I just, just getting older and getting wiser and I guess a little more humble to that stuff has made me try to force and make that, that time and that balance. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Cause that was something that really screwed me up 
right when I first started my business. And, you know, I think it's a generational thing too, because that's feel like that's just something that just gets passed on. Like my dad was never around when I was growing up, he was always working. So it's like, you know, when you're young, that's the time you got to work because, you know, that's the time to make your money. Right. Um, but you're right. It, it, it kills your health, you know, over time. And I think the turning point for me was when I did have kids, you know, and I, I probably missed like the first three years of their lives, you know, cause I was just so busy working. I was like, I just gotta, you know, and, and the main reason I started the business was to just be like, you know, I want to be able to spend more time with my family. I want, you know, financial freedom. I want time freedom and all this other stuff. And, you know, you get so wrapped up into it that you're like, I just want to grow and grow and grow and grow. And, um, you forget what your original purpose was. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to your purpose and you're like, oh, then you get another purpose and then you get another purpose, you know? Um, but you know, looking back and when your kids start realizing that you're never around, you're like, oh, you're going to work again. You're like, yeah. And you know, and then it really hits you. You're like, all right, I do something about this, you know? So, but you're right. I think the, the block scheduling was huge for me. I did the same thing, you know, all right, if this is blocked out, that's when I'm going to do it. That's when I'm going to do it, you know? And, um, I think a lot of it too is, is prioritizing what's important in your life. Right. So, I mean, if money's a priority, that's fine, but there's not a lot of things that come with money, you know, like if you don't have any friends or family to spend time with, then what good is money? You know? So, um, it's one of those things where you got to just kind of take a step back and say, all right, where is the wealth here? Is the wealth in my health or is, you know, Absolutely. is the wealth in my pocket? So, yeah. um, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. I, uh, I feel like also with, you know, COVID shut the world off and, and then all these other things that filled your calendar were just taken away from you. Like, you know, that it, I know it was terrifying and, and scary and, and painful for a lot of people, but that was in my own house. One of, it was a blessing because we were re- able to realize all the things that, we had dinner together every night again for the first time. We weren't able yeah. to do that stuff for, yeah. and, and, and all of that stuff simplified. And I think as we've come out of that and I've been working here and trying to work on sleep more and all these healthy things that you, I just realized that uh, this, we're limited in, in the time we have and I don't want to worry about stuff. So I think the balance helps you not worry and helps you sleep better, yeah, helps you do sure. all these things better. And, and if you don't know what you don't know, you are going to worry. So planning, seeing where you're, all the stuff, it sort of does tie in really well. And I, I, for the vast majority of people, I think that nowadays you can always feel like the money you're making is never enough, right? So that was one thing that I think was powerful for, um, you know, Alicia and myself meeting with you um, as a financial advisor because, it, you know, you get this sense that, okay, we're, we're okay. We know where we're at now. So you don't have this thing in the back of your head saying like, oh, we don't have enough. You know, you have this concept of we never have enough. So you feel like you have to devote more time to then try to make enough, but then that's not enough either. So now over time, it's just, you know, slowly becoming less time towards the other stuff, toward the family, toward the health, toward all that stuff. So, you know, it's super important to have, you know, someone who specializes in that area like yourself on your side, on your team to, to say, no, you're okay. This is where we're at. This is the goal, you know, focus on that little thing for your finances. And then we'll, we'll hit the drawing board again when, when we hit that and go from there. Yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, nowadays the, the financial system we have, it seems like we've talked about it a lot. It can create obstacles for health. What, what are some like strategies or t- tips that you would give people to navigate that? You know, so like you, you made the block schedule, Chad made the block schedule. That's one way that we can navigate this. Is there anything else that you would offer to people to say, Hey, look, you know, focus on this, focus on this, you know, or don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I, well, a lot of it will come down to, uh, where are you, where's your money going and, and how much are other things costing you? Costing you. So I think going through a budget exercise, seeing what you can shave out of there, looking at 
your interest rates, whether it's on a, your mortgage or car loans or credit cards, those things. And really, you can only control what you can control. So how much, where the money's going is we have direct control over that. How much you're paying a, a bank or a company to hold that money for you is another thing we can control. So working on those things is very important. And, and, then, and then automating things. So you oftentimes we, we find we just try to set people up where they're just monthly contributing to something and they start to forget that they're, they're doing it and you learn to live without that and you have to think of yourself as a bill you have to pay. So every month you have to pay Nick and Chad from what you're making yeah. so you can pay yourself back in the future and you just have to look at it that way. Yeah, I, I look at it as, as time is a form of currency for me now. So I don't really see it as, all right, I got to make this much anymore. If anything, I've been paying myself less so that I can leave and know that everything is taken care of here. Um, <laughs> There's other reasons too. Thanks to Steve. <laughs> Tax implications. But um, anyways, but that's the main reason. The main reason is because I want to know that everything's taken care of here and I can step away and I can have more time with my family and kids, you know, because that's more, that's more important for me right now, you know, than making more money next year. I mean, that's still important. Don't get me wrong. And that can still happen. I got Nick running this place, so it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> but um, it's it's one of those things where I don't have to be a part of every single thing for it to happen, you know, and I'm starting to realize that over the last year so that, uh, you know, you know, it, like you said, it just, the currency just turns into something different, you know, it doesn't have to be in the form of paper. You said a great thing there, Steve. And it's almost like, it's almost like you prepared yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said there's things you, there's, you can control and things you can't. I say that all the time to patients and clients that there's aspects of your pain state. There's aspects of your health. There's aspects of all this stuff that they're coming in for, you know, to see us for that there's, there's controllable variables and there's uncontrollable ones. We're going to, if we identify uncontrollable variables, we're going to try to forget about those because we can't control them. What's the point, right? Let's focus on what we can control. And that's why, that's a big piece of why, you know, I had the shoe conversation with Steve. We had the shoe conversation with everybody because that is a controllable variable as to how much that variable is influencing your situation. Who knows, right? But we know it is a potential influence. So, and it's super controllable. So why not control it, right? So looking at your individual situation and seeing whether it's health, finance, you know, what you're looking at. What can I control? What can I not? I'm going to focus on the controllable stuff, you know, and then put it in a hierarchy. Like, what can I control right now? What do I have have to devote time to? I love it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it for sure. All right. So we're coming up uh, at the end of the year. Is there any type of advice that you could give our listeners for planning for whether it's next year or for planning the end of this year, whether it's um, savings or investments or whatever it may be to help kind of people, whether it's de-stress or maybe take advantage of the end of the year? Well, we can't go back and, and unspend the money we spent last year. So, but you can look at how much, you, how much of it you did and, and then know that, you know, I don't, you probably could have done it up without a lot of that stuff going forward. So I think, I know I've said it a few times on the, on the podcast, but, you know, budgeting and looking where your money's going is a real important thing to do and, and no better time than get through your holidays and look at it in January. Um, it's a good time to, you know, look at, you know, beneficiary designations. If you have accounts with investments or you have life insurance, make sure all of that stuff is up to date. Sometimes that stuff gets left and forgotten about and you've switched jobs over and over and you've got accounts everywhere. So you want to make sure you get a good sort of inventory of everything you have and just sort of see where you are to start the year. I think just getting organized is important. That's, that's an important first step. I'm not, 
I, I think I'm good at pointing out the things I'm bad at. Um, <laughs> but one thing I'm like, I'm sort of anally organized. So like, I know like where everything is. And I feel like that's a good thing to do for finances. So find out where all your, where your stuff is and just get it organized. And then from there, you're going to be able to see the things that you can tweak to make a difference. And, or maybe just, you know, you, if you're contributing 10% to a retirement plan, try 11, try 12, try, you know, just little changes like that will have a big difference down the road. Uh, just little minor things like that. That could be your new New Year's resolution. Just yeah, another right. percent or two, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you organize like that at the beginning of the year, do you do you then potentially shop around in terms of bills? So, like, say your cable. Like, would you then? I know in this area it's kind of monopolized, so you can't really shop around. But um, would you then encourage people to okay, my cable bill is this, you know, on average last year, and I'm gonna shop around and see if there's any other. Um, you know, carriers for, for that or phones or anything. Do you recommend people shop around, so to speak, or window shop and see if there's lower rates and prices? Well, one thing, you know, I did personally is like, you know, I, I, you have all these recurring different services that, you know, you you sign on for throughout the year and then you realize, wow, I I don't use any of those things anymore, especially like with streaming services and those sort of things. So it's really good to go through and find out all those things and and just get rid of the ones you don't use. Um, You can always shop around. I think that's good. You know, Sometimes it's a pain to move like cell phone carriers yeah, and all that for sure. Thing. But for sure. I mean, uh, anything that you don't need to spend more than you have to on, don't do it. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> a thousand percent. Simple. Yeah. It's super simple. Yeah. And that's more money you can be putting into something else that will grow for you later on. Totally. Yeah. I think that's the reality of it for both. You know, everything we've been talking about so far is like the answers are simple. It's just about doing them, doing them consistently over time, you know, and, and just making making sure you're organized with it you're doing it you know repetitively or sometimes i'll see people they come and they're really excited they want to just invest and they might be disappointed i say oh let's just pump the brakes you know not yet because i I need to make sure the foundation's in place first so all that can and can do its thing down the road so the foundation could be like let's say that people have like outstanding student loans or outstanding credit cards like are we going to invest all of this money if we probably should be paying off all these other things first or like where where do you recommend people go and because you know the end of the year is coming people are racking up those credit card bills like oh yeah what what's like where's the strategy there like do you snowball it you know or do you just say all right I'm gonna put my retirement on hold I'm gonna pay these credit cards off and then put back into my retirement like it's tricky and and yeah. you said snowball because that stuff can snowball in a hurry the wrong way totally I think you're referring to like just throwing everything snowball. Everywhere. yeah exactly. so yeah it is an interest rate question you want to look at. All, you know, what's your money earning? If it's in the bank, unfortunately, it's not making a lot right now. Interest rates and savings accounts aren't good. Or if it's invested, how is that doing? Versus, you know, what is the rate the credit card company is charging, or or your student loan, or your car? And, and we can decide financially what is going to optimize that so you can get out of it as quick as possible, or keep the money invested and you'll be able to pay it off quicker a different way. Nice. Cool. I was just, I just had a thought during that too about the interest rate thing. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I was thinking about like, (laughs) I was looking at you when I said that. I was thinking about the the parallel there between like an interest rate, like a higher interest rate being someone who works out harder, right? And if they're not doing what they need to do, if they're working out harder, they need to be recovering harder. So they've accrued a higher interest rate because they're pushing their body to the limits versus someone, you know, like, like Chad who barely breaks a sweat. (laughs) 
He works out consistently, <laughs> Low but as baby. to the intensity, I mean, you could debate it. If you watch him, you could debate it. But then you, you know, you take you take other people um, like myself who tends to, you know, push the limits probably a little too much. I have a much higher interest rate than than Chad, so I have to do my due diligence to pay that off, right? Recovery wise, Recover. and you know, Chad can kind of get away with going out on a friday night even though he doesn't he could <laughs> he could get away with it but he, he doesn't do it, so. uh, no i don't i don't but, go out at all yeah. that's okay though i'm yeah. cool with that man i'm a homebody man no no like, i love it i mean if i, I think, go out on a I friday think, it's because i'm driving home from somewhere i think you're crushing it you know? i mean you're, you're doing great so <laughs> i i just i could be doing better yeah. i just try to self-experiment too much it's <laughs> like ooh, that looks fun i'm gonna do that uh, you're just regulating too much yeah Reg- i, I ought to regulate auto regulate way too much yeah, yeah. Like you're you're getting better. I, I like to keep my body on its toes. I know. You I know? know. I know. I know. Adaptable. Staying out of this. Adaptable. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Adaptable. Yeah, you're like inching away, getting yourself out of the rack. Nick and I have this conversation every single day. <laughs> we do. We really do. <laughs> no, I'm definitely better though. I'm, yes. I'm definitely better. He's definitely better. For sure. For sure. For sure. But yeah, and then so you're more conservative from a movement perspective. I'm That's a little right. risky from a movie You're perspective, high risk. but you're a little risky spending-wise. Spending wise, like the, the reward from, is guaranteed. That's like you taking your money and putting it in Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. Uh, and, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay conservative. I'm going to put it in mutual funds and just like have this like conservative growth over time. And you're like, well, maybe I'll grow. I think, maybe I won't grow. I think you mixed this up. No, I didn't mix I'm it just, up. I'm just kidding. Well, I definitely mixed it up. <laughs> I'm the pocket calling the kettle black. Is that what it is? Uh, no, it's all good though. We it's, have a good balance. It's true. We have a good balance. We it's balance true. each other out. Um, uh, you know, I took I took the place of your daughters for a while, so we have a good balance. <laughs> That's true. For a couple of years. That's three so years. true. Yeah. Sorry. I'll I'll tell them I'll tell them what you were like during that time yes, when they're when they're do. a little older. Please do. I need somebody to tell them. It's not going to be my wife. Oh, cool. Man. What? You, anything else to add, Danny? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think we we hit everything we want. I got to hit, everything right? on the list. What about you, Steve? Is there anything that you want to mention? No, no I just I uh, I think that. Well, I will say this because I think in 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 uh, maybe defense of you guys because you could be pretty intimidating to come to come. Oh, to sure. People don't know you, and uh, and and it's it's not even close. You know, you're very down to earth, despite. Your appearance and, and how and how fit you are, like two of the most fit guys I've ever seen. So it can be. Chad does like hugs. He, yes, he, I heard. He I does heard. like hugs. No, it, it's sarcastic. Uh, I don't like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to come here feeling like out of shape, feeling not like what I really want to be, to come in and, and you guys, you know, it, it's it's been a great environment and it's been like I said, it's it's something that makes me feel good and. and and people shouldn't be intimidated by you guys at all, despite oh, appearance or anything like that. And it's just a, it's a special spot thank for you. sure. So yeah. I thank you. You know, I, I don't know what you have me on this podcast for. It's good. To, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm happy to be. I can tell you how many patients we, have come in yeah. and they're like, "Whoa, Chad, you look exactly like you do online." I was like, "I don't know how to take that. Is <laughs> that a good thing? Is that a bad thing?" We 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 have heard that a few times yeah. though, that we're intimidating. Sure. Um, mostly through the grapevine. Totally. I think Steve's one of the first people to say it, like, that he felt that way to yeah. us. I, I, we probably had some others say it, but a lot of times we hear from other people that, you know, yeah, I was told to come here, but they, you know, they said it was intimidating kind of thing. It's like, I don't, I don't think we're intimidating. Yeah. I we mean, just, we just banter First back impression and could be, yeah, I guess. for sure. I guess. For sure. But, well, that's more on me because I'm here and maybe being, uh, being a little insecure about how strong I wish I was or not being able to do 
exercise is the way you just demonstrated it exactly right. But uh, so that's just getting to know you guys. I think that's normal though too. I mean, oh, for sure. You know, but it's I, I don't think I would have it any other way. Only because I mean, when people come here, they want to be quote unquote maybe motivated or inspired, yeah. right? Like we're not really good advocates for health and wellness if we're not advocating for ourselves, right? Yeah. So. Um, I, I don't regret that it's like that, but I know we deter some people for sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that's okay that's though. Okay. Cause may, you know, maybe they wouldn't have gotten the most out of it anyway, because they would have had their guard up the entire time. So that's not a, you know, a good situation for both of us because yeah. we're trying to, you know, get to them, get in, you know, get, get to know them and things like that. And subconsciously they're just not letting it happen. So it's, it, you know, it's probably a good situation because unfortunately we can't see everybody, right? Right. We, right. You wouldn't have any time. I with, would have no time. Your girls. So. Zero time. Yeah. That's okay. I'm making a big bound next year. So for all those people that are listening, I won't be here on Mondays. Wait, hold on. Chad just <coughs> said he's going to be jumping next year. Oh no, that's not he, what I he said. He said bounding. Yeah, you bounding. misunderstood me. So he's going to be leaving the ground. <laughs> it was people. a figure of speech. He's going to be leaving the ground. He just said it. <laughs> It's on. It's on record. Okay, Chad it's on record. Airborne. That's true. He will be airborne. That's true. But for everybody that's listening, I won't be working here on Mondays and Fridays, and I'll be taking Wednesday afternoons off. So, sorry. I'll. I'll. I'll but be, Nick will be here. I'll believe it when I Nick's see it. Nick's working overtime, so I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> he doesn't have any kids yet. So. I'll believe it when I see it. I know that's true. That's true. The time will come. The time will come. I know. All right. So, Steve, why don't you tell us how you know? people may be able to contact you if they're maybe interested in your financial services or maybe if they have questions or whatever it may be if you have like a phone email website oh sure I think, uh, <laughs> uh, just the website's the easiest way yeah. it has everything on there and it's just uh, blanchettfg.com cool perfect um, so I have to say this for Steve but I'm going to say it. I'm going to try to get through it like as fast as I can but not mess it up so if you're hearing this, I didn't you can't, you can't mess it up because then we can't post this. That's we, true. We can't, we can't stream this. That's episode, true. So you can't I won't, mess, it I won't up. mess it up. All right. So Steve Blanchett is a financial advisor offering securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor, fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Blanchett Financial Group is located at 21 Pleasant Street, Suite 228, Newburyport, Mass, 01950, and you may reach them at 978-462-9500. about that? Mm. Yeah, that was good. Mm. I was I'm going to speed that up so it was in, like legit. In the middle, I almost went to the Oh, you should have done that. You I know, but that. I wanted you to nail it. You nailed it. I did. Yeah. It was the first take, by the way, everybody. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> next topic for next week. We are going to be talking about low back pain. You know, with the snow coming, everybody's going to be shoveling. They're all going to be like, I got slipped discs and I threw my back out threw and my, all this stuff. Threw my back out, tie my shoes. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's so the, we're going to be dispelling lot, some of yeah. the myths about throwing backs out and discs slipping. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you some practical tips on where you go, do. but yeah. And and the, the answer is more simple than you think. Usually. Very, usually. very yeah. simple. Yeah. We'll break it down. All right. Moral of the story. So many people spend their health gaining wealth and then have to spend their wealth to regain their health back. Mm. Trust me, that was me. Mm-mm-mm. Remember, health is like money. We never truly understand its value until we lose it. Not sure where to start? Start by getting yourself a financial advisor because the more your money can work for you, the less you have to work for your money. 
for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProformPTMA.com or on social media at ProformPTMA. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.